And a very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live, the November 20th, 2020, November 20, 2020 edition of Friday Live. I'm Jim. I'm, this is Cheryl. And you can here, play with those numbers, I suppose. Are. Actually, I think November 20th is, um, today would have been the 72nd anniversary for my parents. Oh, that marriage. Marriage, yeah. Marriage 72 years. November 20th, 1948. How about that? So 72. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody makes it that far. They get married well, very, they, very they young. Well, they No. But, I mean, I just, I wonder. I, I'd have to do the math, but. Uh, well, there are a few, a few people, you know, people who get married young and live long. Right. Like in the colonial days, right? They were working the farm and got married at 14 or 15. Yeah, but they died early, though. Yeah. Yeah. They died early. We'll be married 35 years in December. Yeah, we'll make it to yet. 72. <laughs> That's like double. <laughs> no way. No way we'll make it to 72. But. So what do we have on today's program? Oh, yes. Program? Well, today we do. Actually, we are on the air. It is live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you both just woke up. That's part of the problem. We take a little nap time before the program. Uh, well, today we have uh, coming up uh, later this hour, Father John Bartunek, uh, who's written a series on the Gospels called The Better Part. Uh, Jim Hoffman is here with the weather, of course, and uh, we're going to play Name That Catholic Tune. Now, next hour, we have our gospel for the Cre— used to be the Feast of Christ the King, but now it's Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Is that right, what it's— yeah. They and added that on? Or? I know, and I don't know why some of these have changed into more proper, elongated names, mm. titles— but I still say it's Christ the King Sunday, yeah. but I know. But it is the end of our liturgical year. But I, I tell you, right. uh, he did pre-record his reflection, Father John Butler, from uh, over in uh, St. Michael's in um, Long Branch. And I was listening to it when he was recording it. And interesting information about the origin of the feast. Okay. So stay tuned for that next hour, Father John Butler. A reflection on the feast, but interesting, uh, interesting on the origin of it. And then also next hour, we're going to have uh, Rebecca Blonsky, who's the founder and director of Madonna House over in uh, Neptune, New Jersey, to tell us about her uh, wonderful ministry and um, their needs right now coming up to Christmas time. So we'll talk Beautiful. to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, music and talk and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we hope you can hang out with us. You know, it makes me think of a Another one that I refer to, and many of us, I think, remember as Corpus Christi Sunday at at the end of oh, um, the f- all the you know Easter season and Pentecost and all that, Corpus Christi, now it's the Feast of the Body and Blood of our but, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it doesn't even fit on the page. So we'll have to look into— Oh, it's actually into... more than just the Feast of the Body and Blood of our—it goes on? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so we'll have to look up why the change, of, unless it was around the time of um, all those— uh, translations, you know, where it was a truer translation mm. to the original word. Mm-hmm. So, mm. interesting. All right, then. Well, let's uh, pray, and we're still praying for our country. Indeed, many are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, persevere, right? Uh, between the politics and the virus and the pandemic and the All we can do surge. is pray. That's right. Uh, so we'll remember, of course, our country and uh, our church, and also remember you, friends, and all of your special intentions this week. Uh, we'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty, 
and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael and the Sutum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers every single day. Uh, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil, and also to, uh, we're adding, to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend, defend us in battle. battle. Be, Be our, our protection, protection against, against the wickedness and snares, and snares of the devil. devil. May, May God, God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And this will be actually our, our last program before Thanksgiving. Of course, Thanksgiving is Thursday. Right, so we keep you in prayer that you can have some sort of Thanksgiving. Uh, we don't know what we are doing yet, working on a couple of things. <laughs> Might just be you and I in a can of spam. Uh, I did invite Jack Daniels. He's coming. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, he said yes to the invitation. Maybe I'll raise the bar and get a little turkey loaf. <laughs> um, oh, dear, oh, dear. But next Friday, instead of this program, we're going to start our our uh, we do it every year our Christmas music. So mm-hmm. uh, music that sings of the true meaning and joy of the season. So that starts next Friday at 4 o'clock for two hours. And then the following Friday, we won't have this program either because we'll be at the end of our radio, Radiothon, which That's is coming right. up. That's right, and by this... then it's, we're into the first week of December. That's right, December. doesn't feel like December outside today, though. No, though. I just went out to check the mail. It's beautiful out. Mm, gorgeous, gorgeous, today, gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm sure Jim will give us the weather, and he'll be on uh, his bike maybe the mm-hmm. last couple of days of bike riding. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll look forward to hearing what, uh, what's in store weather-wise this weekend. But I think tomorrow. Nice yeah, yeah. Um, so again, friends, coming up this hour, Father John Bartunek is uh, going to be joining us to talk about his uh, gospel series, The Better Part. Uh, Jim will be here with the weather. We're going to play Name That Catholic Tune. And the next hour, uh, we have our gospel reading for the Feast of uh, Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Yes. And Father John Butler giving a very interesting reflection on the origin of that feast. And then um, uh, we're going to be joined by Rebecca Blonsky who's the founder and director of Madonna House over in Neptune, New Jersey. Many of you may know that 
wonderful ministry, but she'll come and tell us all about it. Um, I was reading today, uh, I went. I just had curiosity, I went to the CDC website, the Center for Disease Control, mm. to see what the flu numbers are. Oh. They're not even tracking the flu this season. No, probably not. They're not tracking it. Oh. It's just COVID. Mm. So they're saying the flu, seasonal, uh, seasonal influenza activity in the U.S. remains low. <sighs> so they're not going to track it, which sounds fishy to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, and I, I, I hate to get into this stuff, but. It's getting a little little strange. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Because all of a sudden there's all this spike in, in COVID, but nobody's getting the flu. And it's miraculous, isn't it? And what they say is because people, well, people are wearing the masks and the social distancing. Well, then why are they getting COVID? Oh, I know. And it makes my and so they're trying to keep hurt. us, you know, I, I know people, you know, and we, we, you know, you and I, we respect everybody's opinion and, and, and personal comfort levels. Of how they're in dealing with the virus. That's right. What, we we would never. T- you have to take care of you. That's right, and we'll respect that. You know, we do the mask thing, and we do the follow the guidelines. But you know, we certainly are entitled to opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think I'm just. This is getting stranger and stranger all the time. I just think it's getting stranger and stranger all the time. Yeah. How the numbers so the virus can spike, but the flu can go down, unless. They're kind of pushing those flu numbers into the COVID category. Right, right. In fact, our engineer Nick just texted me. He said he was in quarantine. He came in contact with uh, mm. someone who said they had COVID, but he his came back negative. Right. So, so does he still have to quarantine? Well, no, he's finished quarantining I, because I, the I, test. I, he had been quarantining for a oh, while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess he came in contact with someone who was positive, and he quarantined and tested negative. Test came back negative. So. Well, if this whole virus is being, you know, we, we know that it's real, but if it's being um, exploited and, uh, you know, amplified to fit someone's other agenda, we just have to pray the evil away, just pray it away, because everyone's really, really has had enough, you know. But um, I know if I we have. have to sacrifice, <laughs> if we have to sacrifice some sort of normalcy with Thanksgiving, then we'll do it, but we'll make a deal that, that Christmas, it's got to be over uh, and it's got to be like a big celebration and very normal. Yeah, I don't that's know about my, that. That's my bargain. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know who I need to bargain with, but <laughs> oh boy. We'll see. But we'll take a break. And then when we come back, uh, Father John Bartunik will be joining us by phone and uh, talk about his series on the gospel. So you stay where you are, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live.
Father John Bartunik has created an extensive Christ-centered resource to serve as a daily meditation companion. The better part is meant to be a catalyst to personalized times of prayer and meditation, enabling readers to follow the Holy Spirit's lead more readily. And we want to welcome to the program Father John Bartunik. Father, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Hi, Father. How are you? Doing great. Good, good. Well, I think this is timely because people are uh, amping up their prayer life. They have a little bit more time to dedicate to it. And so what's better than a self-retreat with, uh, I understand it even comes with a cheat sheet. How about that? <laughs> I want to hear about that because I was I was one that was all about those, you know, shortened books that got right to the point. <laughs> so, yeah, so, well, I mean, you know, the, the, the cheat sheet thing is really just uh, uh, the steps that are essential for any kind of Christian meditation. Oh. Uh, you know, that's, the thing is, you know, people think of meditation, and a lot of times they think of, you know, Eastern meditation, transcendental meditation, but there is an ancient tradition in our in our own Christian faith, our own Catholic Church, uh, of really having meditative prayer, which then can become contemplative prayer. Mm-hmm. So the cheat sheet identifies the essential elements of that, and mm-hmm. then the uh, the rest of the of the book is really material that can help you do that with the Word of God, with the Gospels themselves. And you know how handy this will be. There are people that will go to adoration and they say, well, well, now what do I do? You know, we're, we're so used to the noisy society and you can't get away from any sort of uh, multimedia input into the brain. Is we rarely have those times of silence. So this will give them like a little bit of a help to start having something to meditate and reflect on. Oh, yeah. And to have a little bit of a structure so that the silence... See, the reason that we have, you know, that silence, I love the fact that you brought silence up. The reason we, we bring silence into our spiritual lives is, well, so that we can actually hear the voice of God speak in our hearts, right? Hear it better. Right. Silence is in order to be able to listen, right? Right. But a lot of times, because of the, the factors you've just mentioned, uh, we don't know how to do that. Because, you know, hearing God speak to our hearts is not the same as, you know, hearing you and me talk right now. It, 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 it takes place in the atmosphere of faith. So, Having a very simple structure, but it's a substantial structure, can really open up like new new horizons in that type of prayer experience. So there are four books to the series, Father. I'm, I'm assuming for the, for the four each of the four Gospels. Yep, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Exactly. Okay, and is it be is it used for retreats or only private meditation? How can it be used? Yeah, so the the way it works is each of the four Gospels is contained completely but broken down into bite-sized pieces. And so you have, and so each, each of those bite-sized pieces is the, the core of what I call a unit. So each gospel is divided up into a series of units. And the unit has the gospel passage, and then it has a commentary on the passage, which is designed to help you enter into this type of prayer with the passage, like an encounter with Jesus Christ. Uh, and so the commentary is divided up into different pieces, Christ the Lord, Christ the teacher, Christ the friend, Christ in my life. And we can talk about why I chose those if you want later. And then, so after that, there's this, there are some questions that can be used to help you, to help kind of stimulate your own personal reflection, but also they were designed uh, for to spark group discussion. So the, from the very beginning, this resource was designed to help you in your personal prayer, but also to help you have this kind of encounter where you can 
you can share your experiences of, of God and Christ together in a small group or even a large group. Uh, so it's designed to be used flexible, flexibly yeah, as individuals or as groups or as families or two people, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it also, I see here that it says the set includes a Bible study on the Gospels, a survey of saints' writings, and a guide to prayer. Um, is this a collection for beginners or for uh, more advanced in the faith? Yes. Well, that's a great question. When I, uh, when I was first assigned this project, I'm a member of a religious order, so it, was, it came to me under obedience. The idea was to come up with a resource that could help people in today's world go deeper in their prayer life. Uh, because a lot of the resources that are maybe a little older, they don't, they're, they're not really designed to face some of the new challenges that we're facing these days. So, and, and one of the criteria was, well, it has to be useful for a beginner, but also for someone who has been praying, someone who has a prayer life already. So it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the little cheat sheet is especially useful for someone who might be used to saying prayers, but might, might not be used to meditative or contemplative prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for someone who is, then you have the scriptures themselves, and the commentaries are designed, they're not exegetical, they're not catechetical, they're actually designed to, they're they're spiritual, they're designed to help you encounter Jesus and hear what he has to say to you today. So even people who are used to praying uh, have found this resource very, very useful. Well, it takes it to a whole other level, and we think we think we're doing all that we can because we say three rosaries a day, but this is completely different. And I'm sure uh, in entering into these series, it is educational as well, like, you know, to learn the, the teachings of the Gospels. Oh, yeah. So, the, I mean, the first level of, of praying the Gospels, and you might have heard the phrase Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a, a divine reading of sacred texts. The structure of those four, you know, the little cheat sheet is a, stru- is a structure that's designed to help you implement that in your own life. Um, but the idea is that the first level of meaning of the scriptures is the literal meaning. So we have to present, you know, what is, get a little context, what do these words actually mean, what, mm-hmm. what, how does it tie in with the Old Testament? But you don't stop there. Right. You actually use that. That's just opening the door so you can hear what God has to say to you personally. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. We're talking with Father John Bartunik, and he's written a uh, Christ-centered resource for personal prayer called The Better Part. It's a four-book series, one book for each of the four Gospels. And, uh, Father, I guess these days, too, you know, people, as Cheryl mentioned, you know, especially uh, people being home a lot more with a lot, trying to fill a lot more time, um, you know, as Catholics, sometimes we're a little, a little frightened to get too close to the Bible, I think, because we're afraid we're not going to be like our Protestant brothers and sisters who can spew off chapters and verse and at the top of their head. But this is a wonderful way for us to really delve into the Word of God, especially the, the life of our Lord through the Gospels, isn't it? Yeah, and the Gospels, is, the four Gospels are the, the very center of the Bible. The whole Old Testament is kind of a preparation for the incarnation of Christ, which then, you know, in his life and mission is presented by the four Gospels. Four different Gospels, four different perspectives, it's so rich. And then the rest of the New Testament is kind of a witness to the unfolding of that teaching and the grace that Christ brought. So everything points back towards the Gospels. And that's why I think, you know, especially, especially, well, we all, right, it's, it's, we all go back to the Gospels over and over again, but especially someone who is in a situation you just described, maybe feels a little uncomfortable diving deep into a Bible study or 
gospel, start with the gospels and allow that to inform every other step you take. Mm. There's, it, it really is, you know, that there's, it's inexhaustible. Yeah. Let's go back to what you mentioned. You said you broke down the, um, the, the meditative portion in, in different stages, like the life of Christ and Jesus, our friend and Jesus, our father. Right. Yeah. So the, so the concept, each of those units that I mentioned mm-hmm. has that same structure. So there's a commentary on that particular uh, section of the gospel uh, divided into four parts. The first part is Christ the Lord. So that brings out Jesus who comes to be our king, our savior, right? the one who fulfills the prophecies. And, and he, that appeals to our desire to actually have direction in life, to actually follow, right? To become a follower of the king, to become a soldier of the king, mm-hmm. a companion of the king. So that appeals to our will. So that commentary is designed to appeal to that need we have to make decisions and, and determine the direction of our lives. Then the second commentary is always Christ the teacher, because mm-hmm. Christ reveals to us the truth about God, about ourselves, about the world. That's the light that he brings, right? So Christ the teacher, that second commentary is, divine, is designed to appeal directly to our minds, to our intellect, to help us see more as Christ sees ourselves, the world, God himself. Then the third commentary in each of these units is Christ the friend, because Christ didn't save us from a distance. He came to walk with us. He wants to be with us. He's always at our side. So the Christ the friend commentary takes you back into whichever passage from the gospel you're meditating on and brings out his personality, his affection, his heart. And that appeals to our heart, Mm -hmm. so our will, our intellect, and our heart. And then the fourth one is Christ in my life which is actually designed to help jumpstart your own personal prayer. It's some responses to what you might have encountered as you went through those meditations. Mm. Beautiful. Again, we're talking with Father John Bartunek, and this series is called, for uh, I'm sorry, The Better Part. Uh, it's published by Sophia Institute Press. That's sophiainstitute.com. That's their website, The Better Part is the name of the series. Father, I, I, I you know, for myself personally, I've always and I, I've always drawn more to the New Testament than I, I have the Old Testament. I mean, the Old Testament is wonderful; it's the Word of God, but I, I, I have a hard time with the Old Testament, except for the Psalms and some of the like, Book of Job or Genesis or something. But the New Testament, especially beginning with the Gospels and then the the letters that follow, the epistles that follow, to me have always been the center of my spirituality. Is there anything wrong with that? Like not having a little bit more, bit more attraction to the New Testament than the entire Bible? Including the Old oh, Testament. Oh no, there's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I mean, there's. I would just say to you, hey, well, I kind of wish I were you because there's more to discover, and and I'm sure God in His providence will, uh, when you know when and how He wishes, will will help open that up to you. I like what you said about the Psalms. I mean, the Book of Psalms, right in the very middle of the Bible. So that's the prayer book of the Bible itself, yeah. right? Yeah. Some of the fathers of the Church actually used to call the Book of Psalms the fifth gospel. Mm. Because what does the Psalms do? They open up. Jesus memorized the Psalms. He alludes to the Psalms. He prayed the Psalms, right? right? So the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us what Jesus did and said, and the book of Psalms tell us what he felt, what was in his heart, mm. what he experienced. So it's almost a glimpse into another layer of Christ. Mm. And a lot of the different Old Testament books can can do that for us. But yeah, you don't need to feel pressure. Go where you're drawn. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's going to draw you where you go, where he needs you to go. That's you know? right. Well, I always say, especially during the Easter season, I love the Acts of the Apostles because I think we can learn a lot, especially in today's church, 21 centuries later, we can learn how that early church grew so rapidly and why. 
I think there's so much force there. I love the Acts, and I love the Easter readings. It's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, the Acts of the Apostles is, uh, it, it's the amazing thing. One of the amazing things is, is how, like, people don't change that much, you know? The human right. factor comes out so strongly in there, too. People getting into arguments and fights and different reactions right. and then getting a little corrupt and then having to deal with that, and, and that's kind of how things are. It could have been written today. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. Well, a beautiful series. Again, friends, we've been talking with Father John Bartunek. Uh, the book, the series is called The Better Part, and it's a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. As you heard Father John explain, it, it certainly has so much to offer, and I do encourage you, friends, to check it out. Go to sophiainstitute.com. That's the website. The Better Part is the name of the series. And as Father said, it can be used on a personal level or in, in group settings and, and uh, a great way. And, Father, again, I, 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 I totally agree. You know, the gospel is the heart of, it's the heart of the Bible four Gospels, and it's just such a wonderful, wonderful series you've presented. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks so much for having me. God bless you. God bless you, Father. Stay healthy and well. We need you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, friends. Uh, And again, that's Father John Bartunek. This series is called The Better Part. I always encourage people, you know, I think when you get things like this, it's, uh, it's important to take advantage of. People are looking for things today, you know. Right, right. And so all four are available now. They are. They're out there now. Okay, well, why don't we take a quick break, and we will be back with more, my friends. So don't go away. There's more to come on Friday Live.
God gave us night and day So we could play and pray together So now let's see what's headed our way As Jim gives us the weather All righty, then it is time for our domestic church media Chief meteorologist, Jim Hoffman Hey, Jim, how are you? We gave you a classy a classy uh, prelude there before you came on Yes I, I was going to comment on that. I, I thought it was on the wrong radio station. <laughs> I, my parents used to listen to WSL Land in Philly. Okay. Um, classic, classical music. I, I thought I was doing the weather on the wrong station. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, check I'm glad your, your dial. voice came on because yeah. I feel better. There you go. There well, you I go. thought in honor of uh, Christ the King Sunday, we'll sing out those alleluias. And that was um, the great opera star Cecilia Bartoli. So again, we knew that, didn't we, Jim? That's right. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't have to, yeah, yeah. I don't have to tell you, but you know, also Sunday's uh, St. Cecilia's Day. So I thought we're going to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, my parents were going to name me after that opera singer if I was a girl. So. Oh, see that? Look at that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. She needed to relax a little bit, though. Just relax. I know, you know, little, calm down. A little tight. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I went out to get the mail earlier today, and boy, oh boy, is it beautiful out there. Or was. I don't know what it's oh, like now. Oh, it's nice. Um, yeah, we earlier this week, see, I'm, I like to get out and ride my bike. Yes. I couldn't the last couple of days because it was just too cold and too windy. Mm. But today was just right, so I was able to get out there. And, um, we're, you know, across the area right now, we're still in the 60s. Um, where you guys are in, in Ewing, 60 degrees, freehold is 63. Gorgeous. Hamilton, down in South Jersey near the Atlantic City Airport, 61. Um, right where I am, Hamilton, we're at 60. Cape May, down the shore, 62. Beach Haven and Seaside Heights are each at 61. So you should be on the water, Jim. After I'm telling you, <laughs> yes. right? It's like one of those days. I thought, oh man, I didn't really going to get this warm out, but it is yeah. lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely. Yeah, well, we're going to get a little more of this, especially more on Saturday. But um, we're going to um, start off with the forecast for tonight. It's going to be partly cloudy, low around 40, and then tomorrow more of the same that we had today, mostly sunny, high 63. Saturday night mostly cloudy, low around 40. And then Sunday, we get a slight chance of showers in the afternoon, mostly cloudy, high near 55. Sunday night, that chance of showers continues, mostly cloudy, low 45. And then first day of the work week on Monday, chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 60, so still not too bad for November. Um, and then we get a little cooler. Uh, we go down to maybe the upper 40s, lower 50s for the remainder of the week. Now, the all-important Thanksgiving Day forecast. Mm. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, looks like we're going to have a chance of showers, 50% chance at this point, mostly cloudy, high near 60. Still not, you know, not too bad uh, temperature-wise for, for Thanksgiving. Hopefully those showers will hold off, but right now it looks like we have a 50-50 chance of showers on that day. Yeah, because everybody's going to be eating um, outside. That's if you're having it. That's <laughs> if you're having it. But if you're you having it. You wear your masks inside. <laughs> yeah, right. But if you have it outside, you don't want the rain. You don't want the rain, you know, getting your turkey all soggy. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. I'm telling you. What You have plans for the for the holiday, Jim? Uh, yeah, we're going to have about 50 people over. Good. Um, <laughs> Say it again. Say it loud. Yeah, let's give you your address. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Murphy, you, you listen to me. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. Boy. I know. It's it's crazy. No, it's... We're, we're actually, uh, we're, we're just uh, keeping it low-key this year. You know, it just um, seems like 
our other family members are doing other things. So we're just going to you know, just have a small Thanksgiving yeah. here yeah. at home. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with our family. We're usually all together, but this year everybody's kind of off in their own little corner. That's right. We're in our yeah. silos. Yeah. So. yeah. so, but Cheryl, yep. me, and uh, my friend Jack Daniels. <laughs> just be the three of us. <laughs> And, and, and again, I just want to let you know, I'm practicing safe radio. I do have my mask on right now. So. <laughs> yes, That's right. And your That's pronunciations, right. everything's very clear for, for a mask. It's The clarity right. is there. Yes, it's, it's uh, professionally filtered for the radio. So. <laughs> That's right. Good now, real you. quick before I let you go, um, you're an LBI guy, right? You're an LBI guy. Yes. Uh, Long Beach Island, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. But I was listening to an interview last night with Ray Romano. For everybody oh, loves Raymond. Right. Who, oh, yeah, yeah. He, they vacation there every summer, he says. They still go back to Long Beach Island for three weeks, oh, wow. and they always go play golf at Flamingo Golf there in Ship Bottom. Oh, oh mini, yeah. Mini I golf. know where that is. Yeah. yeah. So next time you're down there in the summertime, look for the Romano family. He says, they still go. He wow. goes, we live in Cal- you, They have a beach know, house in California. You know they go back to LBI. Wow. You know who else um, was there this season? The um, uh, I forget his name, but he's on the uh, show Stranger Things. Okay. He's got the curly hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, from, he's from New Jersey. Uh, his name escapes me right now. But, um, yeah, my son ran into him wow. in, um, in Beach Haven, and it turned out he was working at one of the restaurants, just filling in, doing something, because they, they had to cancel production because of COVID. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah. they kept busy that way. Yeah. So I got a little side job. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when we lived in Arizona, your dentist, Jim, remember? My so dentist in Arizona, who, who was an, an Arizonan. Right, but he would come to would vacation come to, in Belmar. Belmar. He would come every summer, come to Belmar. Yeah, the best beach. So, wow. You never know how good you have it till you, till you lose it. So let's be happy we have our Jersey Shore. That's right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait for the you know, summer weather to come back. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And normal yeah. things. Right. All right, Jim. Well, you and Jackie and the family have a lovely, happy, and, and blessed Thanksgiving day. And now we will be here next week because we're going to play our two hours of Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving. And then the following Friday is our Radiothon. So we'll talk All to right. you in about three weeks, I guess. Okay. All right, Jim. All right, we're we're on our own. Thank you. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bye. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. It's time to name that Catholic tune. Time to name that Catholic tune, and that's the game show. So Cheryl's going to give some clues about today's tune, hymn, song, melody. Definitely a hymn. A hymn, definitely a hymn. And then she'll play a little bit of it for you on the keyboard, whatever we have rolled in here. Right. And, you know, really, this hymn warrants a full orchestra. I just hear it with full orchestra, so... Here's your first clue. That's your first clue. So it might be on piano. I, I could plug in the little organ tone, but neither one will do this justice because okay. the hymn tune is uh, from an English composer most well, famous. Let me get the phone number. Oh, okay. Yeah, here's the phone number. Just write this down, 609-493-8255. That's the number you're going to call when you think you know what the, uh, the uh, tune is, but Cheryl's going to play it for you first. First, give you some clues, then play it. Then you can call 
493-8255. Okay, sorry about that. So, as I started to say, um, it the tune comes from an English composer, and he's most famous for his orchestral works. He lived the late 1800s and died in 1934, so at the turn of the century. And initially, the tune was used... Um, he was still alive. It was used to fit a patriotic poem for England. He lived in England. But then um, another author came around with a different set of text, which is why, I, which is how it's known today. That this would be the title that you would see in every hymnal, um, dozens and dozens of hymnals in all sorts of denominations. Michael Perry was a student in math and physics, and after one year, he switched to theology. And so touched by theology, uh, became a priest by 1966. He also living in Liverpool, England. So there he is in Liverpool, 60s, 70s, 80s, growing up. He could have been a Beatle. I know, growing up with the Beatles. (laughs) And this is the farthest piece from what the Beatles maybe would have done. Mm. So uh, Michael Perry, again, author of the text. So if you can tell me, I'm going to play some of the melody. I'm looking for either a title, you might know the composer, or maybe you know the large orchestral work from which it came. I'll take whatever you have. Okay. How about that? We'll make it easy in honor of St. Cecilia, in honor of your Thanksgiving, however creative it might have to be. 609-493-8255. That's the number you can call when you think you know what it is. 609 609- Four nine three eight two five five. Here's a little bit of today's Catholic tune. Six zero nine four nine three eighty two fifty five. If you know what that is, call us right now. And take a guess. Fabulous prize awaits you. 609-493-8255. People are out shopping for their turkey. Yeah, you might have to play it again. I can play it again. Certainly. So again, you might know the title. Sung for a lot of big events. But it's also from an English composer from a large classical work. I'll take whatever you can tell me. 609-493-8255. Here's the tune. Ah, 609. Okay, I almost played the whole thing. 493-8255. You're not getting any bites today. Oh, my. I, I think you would have stumped me on this one, too, to tell you the truth. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oops. Someone is calling in. Someone Let's smarter see. than I. Hi, <laughs> you're on the air. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Judy. I'm calling from Tom's River. Judy from Tom's River. Very Hi, good, Judy. Judy. And what do you think today's hymn is? Um, oh, my goodness. It just left me. Um, our Savior and Our King? That's definitely part of the text. Then we'll give her another one. There you go, Judy. All right, Judy. Good, good well, that's job. Great. Oh God, beyond all praising. 
Aha! Yes, our Savior and our King. Okay, so, so that's good. We get yes, it. Yes. So maybe you'll be hearing it this Sunday at your parish. Now, do you, are you involved in music there in Tom's River? Uh, Oops. I'm involved in RCIA. Well, I was involved in RCI. Um, yes. Hmm. And what's your parish down I, there, Jim? Uh, St. Justin's, the martyr. Oh, St. John's, very oh, good. sure. Father Creator, very good. Yes, he's great. Very good. All right. Yes. So yes. don't don't hang up. I'm going to put you on hold, and then Cheryl's going to get your information so we can send you a, a tremendous prize, okay? <laughs> great. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Thanks for playing. Hang on. Judy and Tom's River is our winner today. Oh, God, beyond all praising is the Catholic hymn, and here we go with the entire hymn, Oh, God, beyond all praising. Stay where you are, friends. More to come on Friday Live.
Well, congratulations to Judy from Tom's River. She is our winner today and named that Catholic tune. And that was the tune, the hymn, Oh God Beyond All Praising, written by uh, the fifth Beatle. Yeah, that's not, I think maybe she's a new caller. I, I don't recognize the name. Not that I know all of you, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that we've heard from her. So oh, right. congratulations. Good job. Very Judy, good. Very good. Our Savior and our King. So hopefully you'll hear that perhaps this Sunday on the mighty feast of Christ our King. And so who is the composer of the music? Do you know? No. You don't listen to my program then. <laughs> Uh, I'm not quite sure. I get all those composers mixed up. Okay. Give me a hint. Yeah, Give okay. me a hint. Gustav Holst. H-O-L-S-T. Uh, I've never Holst. even heard of Gustav Holst. Oh, come on. And then it comes from a suite. Was that like his big hit? Well, it comes from the planets. You've heard of the planets. Yeah. I, I can name them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from Jupiter, and it's one of the main themes in that musical suite. But do you see how piano or organ just falls short? It's got to be the big orchestra. I guess maybe because in my head, I'm listening to the same station that uh, Jim's, Jim's parents, parents are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a classical station mm-hmm. out of Philly. Yeah. Philly. With opera on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever listen to those stations myself, so I wouldn't know who Gustav Holtz is. Yeah, you, you had Sunday morning with Frank. Yeah, that was out of Philadelphia with Sid Mark. Mm-hmm. Sundays, Sundays with Sinatra. Yeah. In fact, when we and they used to, used to air on this station, there used to be a Sunday with Sinatra with them. Right. Um, I think it was Jack Pinto. Didn't you get a call of, out of the studio when we first started? He wanted to know if we could do a. Uh, <laughs> keep let's it keep doing the Sinatra. And I said, you know, I'd love to, but I can't. I of can't, all people, I mean, I would. But I remember we bought when when Domestic Church Media bought this station, uh, and Anthony, our youngest, our young son, because I used to listen to. This station, listen to Sundays with Sinatra going to, on the way to and back and forth to Mass, and the kids were in the car. Yes. And uh, Anthony said to me, he goes, now, now that you're going to own that station, he said, you can still play Sinatra on it? I said, I can't. can't play, can't play Sinatra. On Christmas time, he'll sing some Silent Nights and No Come mm-hmm. All Ye Faithfuls. And but, don't we have him Immaculate Mary? Or we never no, I knew, I knew one time somewhere, it was on Sid Mark's show out of Philadelphia, he had Sinatra singing Immaculate Mary. Yeah, and I can't f- for the life of me find it. I can't even find it on, on his discology. I can't find that he ever recorded it. Mm. So I don't know where he got it from. And you know, the old days of radio, they were live in the yeah, studio. Right. I mean, it's not like right. they were all recordings. Right. But yeah. he did. He sang. He sang. Uh, he sang um, "Immaculate Mary." <laughs> of course, he was. I mean, he was. He was raised Catholic. I don't mm-hmm. know how how much the the, the Sinatra family practiced. But uh, he certainly was baptized and mm-hmm. made his first Holy Communion, et cetera, et cetera, in Hoboken. Right, right. So uh, let's see. Coming up uh, next hour, we're going to have our gospel reading for this beautiful feast day on Sunday, the f- Feast of Christ the King. And also Father John Butler will be giving a reflection on the gospel and give some interesting information uh, about the origin of the feast. Uh, also next hour, Rebecca Blonsky, the founder and director of Madonna House over in Neptune, New Jersey, will be joining us. And uh, more, more music, music and more mm-hmm. talk. And uh, we'll be here for another big hour. So you stay where you are. Now, don't forget, friends, mark your calendar December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, our Radiothon 2020. We're going to count on you. We need you to participate and support this work at the end of this year to help us um, uh, fill in a, a great deficit that we uh, have uh, accumulated here. <laughs> because we didn't have the Radiothon in the spring. So we're going to come out to you and, and, and just ask you, please, to help us be generous. Also today, our, our newsletter went out. 
So if you're on our mailing list, and we have uh, close to 9,000 people on our mailing list already, uh, so far we uh, sent that out, and that's going out to all of you. Remember the early days we were able to sit and do mailings from our living room? I know, <laughs> with a little sponge like to wet the... <laughs> a few hundred yeah. has grown to almost 9,000, oh so... Gosh, yeah. That's good news. But anyway. And I want to have a, I have a half a second here, uh, send out a thank you, Jesus, and share some good news. We were praying, I'm not sure if you mentioned it on your show. I did, I did. The, the, uh, a grandchild of good friends of ours. And now the, um, the little boy is out of the ICU and in mother's arms in a regular room. Mm. So mm-hmm. thank you for your prayers. Beautiful. All right, we'll take a break. And uh, those of you who are watching on YouTube and Facebook, we cut away there for a few minutes, come back at the top of the hour, and uh, be back with more. So don't go away. Uh, We're here on Friday Live. Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. Hi, this is Tim Staples from Catholic Answers Live. You're listening to Domestic Church Radio. Catholic Answers Live can be heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to tune in to listen and participate with your questions. We look forward to hearing from you on Catholic Answers Live right here on Domestic Church Radio.
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. always hear from uh, different people at non-Catholic churches that Catholics were going to hell or that they really didn't know who the Lord was. The Catholic church is not all what people say it is. I mean, it's completely different. There's so many stereotypes. It's very possible to know the Lord and it's very possible to have a relationship with God in the Catholic church. I believe I was born into the Catholic church and that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. It must be understood at the beginning that the Eucharist may be considered either from the point of view of a sacrament or from the point of view of a sacrifice. In order to understand this distinction, because it is rather a technical one, we go back to the analogy of nature. Every day of your life, you partake of certain food, the products of wheat, vegetables, fish, meat. They all enter into the sustenance of your life. They nourish you, they feed you. But have you ever thought of this other side? Before they can ever nourish you, they must be submitted to some kind of sacrifice. Before they can be the sacrament of your physical life, they must die or be sacrificed. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. I cooked breakfast for my wife. I came to pick up the kids, told her to stay home and relax. I did his laundry. Made the bed for my wife, because she usually does, and I even put the pillows in the right place. She was thrilled. What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live on this November 20th, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl, our last program for November. Uh, November, that's right. Next week is we'll the day after Thanksgiving, and we start our little Christmas music there. Mm -hmm. And then the following week, we have our 
End of our Radiothon, December 4th, I guess it will be, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, yeah, Friday mm-hmm. the 4th will be our last day of our three-day Radiothon, so we hope you are preparing for that, friends, and Always a lot of about, fun, too. Yeah, a little different this year because the gang is scattered. Right, but, <laughs> right, but we'll be We'll connected. be here in the studio. Bruce mm-hmm. will be here, you'll be here, Linda will be here, Jesus will be here, and, and uh, hopefully, friends, you'll be here to help support That's right. us. Um, coming up, now we're going to have our gospel for this Sunday, the Feast of... Jesus Christ, Lord and King of the Universe. Is the that what it is? Jesus Christ the King. We know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then Father John Butler with the lovely reflection. So uh, And a little history on the development of the feast. You know, that we don't um, always know at what point in the Catholic history these were developed and mm-hmm. put on the liturgical calendar. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting, too. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples... When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you. What you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. On this, the 34th of our Sundays in Ordinary Time, the last of our Sundays in Ordinary Time as we anticipate the conclusion of the Church's liturgical year next Sunday with the arrival of Advent. On this, the 34th Sunday, we also celebrate the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. It's an ordinary Sunday in the usual sense of that word. It's also an extraordinary Sunday in this, our COVID-19 year, our presidential election year, the year preceding a gubernatorial election here in New Jersey in 2021, and the Sunday immediately preceding Thanksgiving Day 2020. A Thanksgiving Day this year that will be an extraordinary one, unique, quite unlike those of other years for many of us. As most, many of us hunker down 
and make this a, a socially distanced Thanksgiving Day, if not an outright stay-at-home Thanksgiving Day. But in our year of upheaval and tribulation, the Church is constant and stable and reliable. Year in and year out, the Church provides us with this near year-end solemnity designed to give special recognition to the dominion that Christ our Lord has over all aspects of our lives. If we look briefly at the historical context, and with a few quotations from a recent article by D.D. Emmons, this solemnity had its origin on the Church's liturgical calendar during the 1920s. It was originally designated as a feast and was at first celebrated on the last Sunday of October, a week before All Saints' Day, in order to remind the people that Jesus Christ is not only King of this world, reigning among the nations today, he is also the eternal King, glorified by the saints in heaven, who will one day come to judge all mankind. In those days, not all that long ago and not all that different from our own current times, Pope Pius XI in December 1925 took notice of forces and trends at work in the world. Many in the 1920s considered the basics of morality and the teachings of the Catholic Church to be out of date, no longer relevant in the early 20th century society. Contemporary thinking then allowed that, at most, Christ might be king in the private life of the individual, but certainly not in the public world. Some political regimes advocated the banishment of Jesus altogether. Now, does that not sound familiar nearly 100 years later in the year 2020? And yes, some political regimes back then advocated the banishment of Jesus altogether, not only from society, but from the family as well. As nations were reborn and governments restructured during that decade of the 1920s, their foundations, policies, and laws were often being fashioned without regard to the Christian principles. Pius XI saw that people were denying Christ in favor of a lifestyle dominated by secularism, material advantage, and false hope, created by many of the new political leaders who had then recently come onto the world stage, very much like today. In his encyclical Creating the Feast of Christ the King, Quas Prima, 1925, the Pope then noted that the continuing disorder of that era, what he called the plague of society, had long been festering and was the result of nations rejecting Christ. Again, we see and hear foreshadowings of our own times. Later in the encyclical, Pius reminded national governments, Christ, who has been cast out of public life, despised, neglected, and ignored, will most severely avenge those insults, for his kingly dignity demands that the state should take account of the commandments of God and of Christian principles, both in making laws and in administering justice, and also in providing for the young a sound moral education. One might remember, looking back, the title of the old song, Everything Old is New Again, and also the phrase, The more things change, the more they stay the same. And so, in order to address these problems, Pius XI gave us the feast, now the solemnity, of Christ the King that we observe today, instructing the faithful to use this annual celebration for devotion to the living Christ, King of the universe, in and through the Eucharist. The Pope continued by writing the following in Quas Primas, words that are just as relevant and applicable today as they were 95 years ago. I'm quoting now. On the kingship of Christ, the rebellion of individuals and states against the authority of Christ has produced deplorable consequences. The seeds of discord sown far and wide, those bitter enmities and rivalries between nations, which still hinder much the cause of peace, that insatiable greed, which is so often hidden under a pretense of public spirit and patriotism, 
and gives rise to so many private quarrels, a blind and immoderate selfishness, making men seek nothing but their own comfort and advantage and measure everything by these. And to interject into the quotation there, those papal words of 1925 capture exactly our current 2020 cries and outrage against the sin of abortion. Back to Pius XI, speaking in and of the 1920s and prophetically about the 2020s, no peace in the home because men have forgotten or neglect their duty, the unity and stability of the family undermined, society, in a word, shaken to its foundations and on the way to ruin. The Pope continued, we firmly hope, however, that the feast of the kingship of Christ, which in the future will be yearly observed, may hasten the return of society to our loving Savior. And so, 84 years later, after Pius XI, Pope Benedict XVI, in 2009, asked the following question and gave us these closing words on the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, quoting now Benedict XVI, In what does this kingly, supreme, eternal, almighty power of Jesus Christ the King consist? It is not the power of the political or hereditary kings or the great people of this world, Rather, it is the divine power to give eternal life, to liberate from evil, to defeat the dominion of death. It is the power of God's love and love of neighbor, faithful to the self-sacrificing model and example of Jesus himself, that can draw good from evil, that can melt a hardened heart, bring peace amid the harshest conflict, and kindle hope in the thickest darkness. The kingdom of grace is never imposed or elected or obtained by conquest, and always respects our freedom even as one bends the knee and kneels rightly so before the divine king of the universe. Every conscience, therefore, must make a choice. Whom do I want to follow? God or the evil one? The truth or falsehood? Jesus, Lord of the universe, or some false king or false king, plural, or some false god or false gods, imposters who seek to govern and rule over us and divert us from the goodness, the beauty, and the truth of Jesus our Lord. In our gospel today, Jesus, King of the universe, reminds us, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and he will separate the sheep from the goats. He will say, Amen, whatever you did for one of these, the least of my brothers, you did for me. So the sheep will accompany him to paradise and the goats will be condemned. We can be grateful then for those words of exhortation and admonition from a benevolent and a loving king who desires for us nothing but eternal life and eternal joy with him in heaven, we can be grateful for this annual celebration of the solemnity of Christ the King, for the world needs now more than ever our witness to his rule over all things, his hand extended as King and as Savior, Messiah, brother, and friend to each and every one of us. May God bless you and your families and all your loved ones on Thanksgiving Day on the solemnity of Christ the King. And always. I was hungry, you gave 
Whatsoever you do. Do you remember that song? I remember singing that in, in church like in the, s- 70s. Six, the early 70s. Yeah, way, way back. That <clears throat> I can remember that because I wasn't old enough yet to join in our parish. They had a um, like a folk group, you know, in the mm. days of the folk ensemble. But it was more the older ones and, and young adults, and I was much too young. But they would let my friend and I sit up there. We were just such music geeks. We would sit, we were able to sit up in the choir loft in the back of the church and just watch them. And I just that's the one song I can remember. Really, just, just being done all the time. With and the guitar was it written and, in the seventies? Uh, must have been. I can tell you in a moment. You can. <laughs> oh, you have. You have your William, hymnal. You have your hymnal there. I do. William Jabush, J A B U S C H. I can remember that. William Jabush? Mm-hmm. If that's how you pronounce it. Well, Whatsoever you do, it is still being published with all the new music that's out no, that's there. Well, like a classic now, the standard, and, you know, the Catholic so standard. It's just you know. Yeah, a oh, Willard, not William, but oh, Willard. Willard Jabush. He was born in 1930. The song was written in... I'm going to say 1968. 
Oh, Sound the Bell, 1967. Oh, okay, close. Very good, very, very good. Mm-hmm. So right around Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> See how the Beatles influenced written, everybody? Written right around the Sergeant Pepper album. <laughs> but Could have been music. on the Sergeant Pepper album, mm-hmm. I suppose. <laughs> very soothing, very lovely. But the text is just so perfect. I thought we had to play that one for that gospel reading. And also uh, with Rebecca Blonsky, who's going to be joining us in just a little bit uh, at the Madonna yeah. House. So she might be looking for us to do something for the least of those people, which are well, the for the children. Ones. Yeah, yeah, children. And, and uh, she has a great, great ministry over there in Neptune, the Madonna House. And she'll be uh, coming with us, coming on with us uh, shortly to tell us about that. And I'm looking forward to asking her. And I, I'm going to. I think I know what the answer is. That are does she see the needs greater this year than in years past? And I, I would imagine yes. I mean, there's a lot of hardship out there, people. Maybe not working or not working as much or, you know, taking cuts. I was, there was a commercial or an, I mean, it was commercial. I don't know what they were advertising, but it was <laughs> on the radio. I'm listening Not our station, obviously, but you know, one of the news stations. And uh, the woman, one woman on the on the uh, ad says, uh, what day is it? And the other woman says, oh, you two, it's on COVID time or something like that. Like how the days are just kind of running into the into each other. Because people who, especially people whose routines have been disrupted, right? People who aren't going to work and working from home, working from home. That's the kids thing. aren't in school, and mm-hmm. and it's just everything is all just kind of twisted. Yeah, and confusing for a lot of people. Our, you know, our routines really haven't changed. We, we still do our, our what we do. What right, we have been doing. But. God be praised, and I'm still going up to church. I mean, I, in my I just work by the way of the calendar, so that's always. But for those that might be even teaching school, if if you're home and you're doing the the Zoom classroom, I mean, you're home, and then you have a break, you could throw laundry, and you do lose track of mm. what day it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 kid. We say it's it's Friday already. How did it get to be Friday again? Know. You know, it's so Friday. It's just it was so just, it was just Friday. All right. And I'm thinking, you know, it's, it, the time is just, I don't know. But I'm glad to hear that ad. I, I always liked the, those ads where they said, what did you do for your husband today? Or what did you do for your wife today? Because in those situations. I read the paper to and made her laugh. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. I even put the pillows in the right place. <laughs> but for those that are both working from home, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be testy waters, you know, like are, are we making an extra effort to be kind or just take a break and go out for a walk. But I did hear, and me too, I hop around the stations because I have a long commute and I'll listen to some of the news, and there was um, a statistic about people not really eating dinner together because they're really, they're at the dinner on table. On COVID time? Well, now, because they're working from home, the computers oh. are on the dinner table, they're both working, they're looking at each other, mm-hmm. and then it's time to... Well, we don't have space to cook a meal because all my papers are all over the counter. So they order in and then they sit on the couch. Mm. Like we've lost, not you and I, but many families have lost that special family time. How was school today? Well, I was here all day. You know what school was like. You mm. were helping me. You mm-hmm. know, you know, like there's, it's just yeah. so bizarre. But in the in the um, in the, uh, the the olden days, with the trailblazing days, when they would be going out west, you know, the families mm-hmm. would have to be together on the covered wagon the whole time <laughs> and have their schools together. They would homeschool, basically. Sure, sure. That was it, you know. Little, we should start watching Little House on the Prairie. That's what it was like. Mm-hmm. They were always together. That's right. Pa was playing the violin. <laughs> Ma was churning the butter. <laughs> That's right. And I think um. of, I think of, um, 
our son and daughter-in-law, and now they have the three little ones, the mm. newborn and, and a four and a two-year-old. They're living um, it. And they're in, I mean, that's, they've been doing this for, for nine months, right. you know, just, I mean, had the baby and went through all, all that. So, Taking extra safety precautions because she was pregnant. And, and now, now because he's, of the newborn, so he's uh, home on that paternity leave. Yeah, was, but they he did. Has eight they weeks did. paternity leave. I don't think I got two days when our kids were born. I know. I know. You were lucky to get maternity. I think it has to be personal time just to go see you in the hospital. Yeah, right. Right. But they've been doing things like making bread, like from scratch. Yes, yeah, it's like they're going back to the to the old covered wagon days. Yeah, I know. Which probably is not bad. No, not a bad you idea. Know, there's a lot of good no. that's going to come out of it too, because then when we do go back to whenever normal. Maybe we won't go back to everything. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to pick and choose. What are we going to retain? What are the good things that came out of this? Yeah. You know, so. Well, we'll see. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been, I know I'm, I'm always like a, I'm, I'm kind of a, a glass half full kind of guy. I'm always on the positive side mm-hmm. of things. I'm really starting to get this is really starting to get me angry. Your glass has a little crack uh, it's in like, it. It's like, oh, think. you know, I'm, I'm getting tell. so tired of it now. It's like yeah. I can't stand it. It's like, you know, just yeah. enough is enough, you know. And I understand the threats and blah, 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 blah. but it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. life is a risk, you know? I just see, you know, you, you got to, I was talking to my chiropractor this morning, and uh, he's a young guy, and he's he thinks more like we do than, than people his own age. I think mm. younger people seem to be a bit more um, cautious about this whole thing, whereas mm. we, maybe just maybe it's just us, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. just... <laughs> Maybe just well, life is precious. Life is short. You want to. Be- you want to take care of yourself and and be careful. But right. there, there, you know, when you when you hear uh, what was the statistic I heard this morning? If you if you're 70 years old, and you get it, okay. The, the, so the chances of you getting it are even probably lower than. But if you're 70 years old and you get it, your chances of survival are 94 point something percent. Right. It's probably the same with the flu. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not diminishing it, so don't please people don't don't take me the wrong way. I'm just saying there's there's a level of caution that you know I was just reading like I said I was reading the CDC guidelines for Thanksgiving Day. If you're hosting, if you're going to be a guest, and if you're traveling, all these things just and that they, they just want you to stay home, right? You know, right. and we stay at home Easter. And people they need to be with their families. People who need you know. people are the luckiest people in the world. Well, right now we're not that lucky. <laughs> but you do need those people and I I'm sad for those who are home alone. Uh, I was talking to one of my choir ladies and they have one elderly surviving member of the family mm-hmm. like the great aunt and she's the only one in the family. They've lost everybody else. But they're afraid to have she's 94, oh, yeah. but she's still a pretty good spitfire, but they're afraid to have her over. Because, well, what if we're carrying something and she's just going to be home alone? Mm. That is just, I don't know. But Can't be it's good for her health. You know, their choice. I don't if know. If it were me, I said, you know I what? just hope maybe, maybe Jesus will come on Sunday. This will be a, Maybe Sunday's like his big return. Yes. And just get us all out of here. That's well, I'll what, be ready with be some big organ fanfare. All right. Well, I'm ready for it. I mean, let's just, let's just you know, maybe that, that's the it. day I say, okay, I've had enough of you people. Huh. I'm coming back. Yeah. You know, you've done, you've messed everything up. I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we it would be nice. It. Yeah, it would be part of a, an historical <laughs> event. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just uh, put in a, a little reminder here that, that are, those are the opinions of Jim and Cheryl, not necessarily flec- reflecting the opinions of our affiliates. <laughs> no, domestic church media. I, I'm, I know. Now, again, we. I think when we first, when we, the virus was first, you know, uh, came around and, and we were talking this way, 
we did get people who were a little upset that we were maybe minimizing it. Right. And we're not minimizing it at all. It's just personal opinion. I mean, I, like yeah. I said, we respect it. When I go to a store, I, I put my mask on. I, I don't, I don't, and I don't gripe about it. I just do what I have to do. You right. Know? We're just, we're just hoping that it really goes away pretty soon. But it just sometimes, it's just it just, just seems so to long. be, yeah, it's just been a long time. Remember the 15 days to recovery where they were going for? It's like <laughs> better than 250. You know, it's been a long time. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. No. Now that it's s- s- well, supposedly spiking, spiking again, and the second wave with and the, the holidays, it seems interesting how it's, you know, mm. summertime it wasn't that bad, and now it's getting bad again with the holidays coming around, and I don't know. Yeah. Just Jesus needs to come back on Sunday. It's his feast day. All right, big I'll... feast day. All right, we're going to come back. I'll take a break and come back. And our uh, guest will be Rebecca Blonsky, who's the founder and director of Madonna House over in Neptune, New Jersey. So she'll tell us. All about that, friends. So we uh, hope you will stay right where you are. Don't go away. And we'll be back with more Friday Live.
That sounded familiar. Did you you have to, used to have your kids sing that song, your choir? Uh, no, actually, that's uh, St. Peter and Paul in Princeton. Oh, okay. Their Saint, children's Saint choir. St. Paul's, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in Princeton, New Jersey, for that's those who are it. listening outside. Long time ago, though. Those kids are probably all working. This... I think they probably have <laughs> children of their own. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of children. Uh, Madonna House is located in Neptune, New Jersey, and it is dedicated to serving infants, children, and women by providing clothing, juvenile furnishings, toys, infant formula, diapers, small household items, and other life's necessities to impoverished and needy families, all free of charge. It was founded in 1987 by our next guest, the founder and director of Madonna House. We want to welcome to the program uh, Rebecca Blosky. Rebecca, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Jim, and thank you for allowing me to have time tonight on your radio station. Well, it's it's a joy to have it. it. I was reading your website and, and uh, we'll certainly talk about Madonna House and the great uh, ministry that is, but you have a uh, yourself have a very, very interesting story. Tell us a little about uh, your journey to begin with, what led up to Madonna House. <laughs> well, um, years ago, I, I, I couldn't have any more children. I had given birth to two children, and I couldn't have any more. So I started researching, and I found a priest in um, Juarez, what was... Uh, El Paso, uh, El Paso, mm-hmm. Texas, who ran a mission, Our Lady's Youth Center, and I contacted him and said I, I was really interested in adopting a child. Well, I had applied all around in the United States, but it was so terribly expensive, and I prayed a lot, and I and I came to the conclusion I was willing to take the child God wanted me to have. I didn't want to say I want this particular child you know, looks like this or whatever. I was willing to take whatever God gave me. And he let, he, I, I read a book. Uh, he led me to a book and I found out about Father Rick Thomas and I contacted him and he contacted me and I went to Mexico and um, we received this beautiful child. He was one of 13 children. Half his brothers and sisters had died from starvation or lack of sanitary conditions. Mm-hmm. And we were able to take him. We brought him to the United States. Well, we were in the United States, but we brought him back to where we live in New Jersey. And um, and then I just started adopting more children. <laughs> and in the meantime, I founded Madonna House. One time, <clears throat> I, I we had bought a house in Neptune City. Mm-hmm. long time ago, and it was a building of the property, and I kept praying to God what I could use this building for, because after I adopted John, I became so aware of the poverty that people have to live in, and I kept praying. So I was doing this clothing drive for birthright, and I had to travel way past Trenton, and while I'm driving, I'm praying and saying, dear God, show me, what do you want me to do? And in a flash of a second, I mean, it was just a flash into my mind that said, take the building, clean it, and fill it with clothes, and give it to children. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, there's probably like (laughs) 200 children that need clothing, not realizing there's thousands. Mm. And so that's, we started in a very humble way. And um, now I'm here at our building, which is 10,000 square feet. And we help around 3,000 children and women a year with life necessities. And, you know, I think a lot of—oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, and I continue to adopt. I adopted seven children. Yeah. Wow. And two are very disabled. My one son, he's 25 now. He's autistic. But my youngest, um, Samuel, he's um, 21. Zachary's 25. Samuel's 21. And he actually had the, his left hemisphere of his brain removed two years ago. Mm. He's very disabled. But my children are saints. Mm. I am so blessed to have them. They are the lights of my life. So wow. I, I have no complaints. No, God bless you. I, my goodness, what a, what a wonderful story that is. What a wonderful service. Now, uh, Madonna House is located in Neptune City? Correct. It's our own. It's our, uh, no, there's Neptune City and there's Neptune Township. Okay. Our zip code is the same. So many times if you look where we're located, it will say Neptune City. Okay. But it's, we're, we're right beside each other. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, it's our only location, okay. that's where we are. And you serve about 3,000, you say? About 3,000 children and women a year, yes. Is that just... They're all sent to us. Oh, is, sent, I was just wondering, is, is it locally or it's worldwide? Uh, well, locally, uh, we serve Monmouth in Ocean County for Christmas, but any other time of the year, if anyone can get here, we'll be happy to help them if they need help for their children. I see. I see. So I know specifically this time of year, and this is what was brought to my attention yesterday um, about your needs around this t- Christmas time. Um, you do look especially to help uh, gather gifts and things for the children. Is that right? Well, yes. Um, from January to November, we give everything away to children. <clears throat> Primarily, most of it's used clothing, but it's in pristine condition. We always say, Every child who comes to us is baby Jesus. So baby Jesus deserves the best. Mm -hmm. So everything is beautiful. But then we stop around Thanksgiving and we concentrate on a Christmas program. Every year in the past, at this time, we know all the churches and organizations and clubs and businesses and restaurants will give to us. But because of COVID, we've been contacted by very few and we have never been busier. Our phone rings off the hook. Mm. People are desperate for things for their children, but now Christmas is coming, and they desperately would love to give their children Christmas presents. We have right now about, because we save everything all year round that's new, we have about, we have gifts for about 100, maybe 75 to 100 children, but there's so many people calling us. And I'm praying that God, he, God always gives us everything we need. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying that um, we will be able to have more gifts for the families who call us. Are you seeing that um, you're having an increased number of needy families this year? Again, where it goes back to COVID. You know, so many families are suffering or a less work in the family. Maybe only one parent's working instead of two. How do you see it compared to, like, years past? Well, the thing is, the poor have always been poor, and it's much more difficult for them. But we're seeing more families, as you say, who are working and who can no longer work. Mm -hmm. And it's really been a hardship. So, But God has been so good. People have been so wonderful to give us all kinds of baby clothes and supplies. So we've been able to furnish people with the things that they need. We always need diapers. We run out of diapers, so we pray for diapers. Okay. But, um, but yes, we've been very busy. And we're, now Christmas is coming, and, and they were people have been in such a crisis 
prior to this, and now they're really worried because they can't give their children anything. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Rebecca Blonsky. She is the founder and director of Madonna House in Neptune, New Jersey. Rebecca, how do people? Well, first of all, what what now we're talking about gifts for Christmas? Do you uh, look for people to give you the actual gift or financial donations? What's the best way to do this? Well, we'd love for them to give us the gift if they could order online. And this way, they don't have to go out to the store, right. mm. and it can be shipped directly to us. And what are you looking for? Age groups, uh, boys, girls? Um, we're serving children from ages 2 to 12. However, if a family comes in and they have two or three children, and you know one is uh, like an older child, like 12 or like 13 or 14, we try to give that child something as well. You can't give his brothers and sisters something and right. not give the older child something. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we always have things for babies. So we're not worried about the babies, but it's the 2 to 12 that we really need. So a good way to do that is to go online and do your shopping there and have it sent to you to Madonna House, correct? Correct. Right. And try, when they order, try not to pay for shipping. You know, <laughs> save their money. <laughs> and um, our, our shipping address is 1401 7th Avenue, Neptune, New Jersey, 07753. Okay. And, and uh, let's also give your web address because I'm sure the, the physical street address is on there as well, right? Right. It's www themadonnahouse.com. It's themadonnahouse.com. Themadonnahouse, T-H-E. Themadonnahouse.com, yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the mailing address is on there. And so more so you're thinking of like toys and books or or clothing as well? Well, we try to give children clothing and toys because during the year they always get used items, although they're very beautiful. But every child, I think, deserves something new at Christmas. So it could be either toys or clothes, but I know children really want toys, toys but the mothers want clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a, um, and I didn't, I didn't peruse your website uh, thoroughly, but did, did you have a, a suggested gift list on there, or might there be a way to make? I actually, I have one, but I, uh, I have it, but I, it's, uh, I could email it, but that's kind of difficult. But it, it's basic toys just for basic children, toys. Okay. Little, mm-hmm. little girls' dolls, and you know, anything mm-hmm. that little girls like boys uh, footballs, basketballs, soccer balls, <laughs> games mm-hmm. for boys. You know, yeah. parents kind of know what kids want. Yeah, and I, I'm, right. I'm, th- I'm thinking also, you know, because um, we have three little grandchildren, from the newborn to the four years old, but, you know, as you buy, maybe this is a suggestion to our listeners, as you buy gifts for your grandchildren or your children, maybe buy the same thing, buy two of them and have one, mm-hmm. <laughs> one sent right. uh, to Madonna House. And shopping online I, is so easy. There's I, always I, coupons available and discounts and... Uh, yeah. Right. And I was just thinking, if ev- if every one, just one of your listeners, sent a gift to the Godhouse, that would be phenomenal. Because mm. I'm sure you're you're listen- you have a lot of listeners. Yes. Well, from yes. your mouth to God's ears. Well, right. <laughs> but he answers. Prayer. But he does answer prayer. Now, you know, it's funny. I, I have to be honest with you, uh, Rebecca. I I, I wasn't uh, familiar or aware of your ministry over there, and we've been, of course, in the area and and doing what we do here for so long. So I'm glad that uh, the connection was made and that we can share this news with, with our listeners because we have many listeners, as you say, uh, all over this, this this state, but also in Pennsylvania. And, of course, with technology, we go even beyond the borders of our uh, physical radio stations. But mm-hmm. um, So the web address is themadonnahouse.com. 
Uh, we're talking with Correct. Rebecca Blonsky. She's the uh, founder and director and uh, looking specifically right now for uh, toys for children between the ages of 2 and 12. And, you know, don't you just love shopping for toys? And, of course, well, now we're blessed to have the grandchildren. But for a few years there, our our own children were too old, and we are, didn't really have super young nieces and nephews. And I kind of missed going out and looking for Christmas toys. Like, there was a gap there. And so I know we all long to go shopping for toys. So here's an opportunity to do that. And let me ask you, Rebecca, would there be a date? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to have some si- sort of deadline. You want them by a certain day so you have time to right. wrap and distribute. What's, like, your cutoff? Correct. Well, we're hoping the, the plan on, ho- um, on distributing starting December 14th 14. and running through the 18th. Okay. So that'd be, that'd be five days. So they would really have to be here the week prior to our gift giving. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's get on this, listeners. We right. know we have such a wonderful uh, listening family, that I'm a very generous family as well. So I'm sure so many of our listeners who can will help you. Again, friends, the address, the web address to go to is themadonnahouse.com, and you can find the physical street address on there, looking specifically for toys for children between the ages of 2 and 12. Um, and then, yeah. th- th- go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, we've been in business, it will be 34 years in January. Wow. Oh, congratulations. That's wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and, I mean, we've helped Hundreds of thousands of children, praise God, and, and we're very thankful. Well, this is a way, too, for uh, us to live this Sunday's gospel, you know, mm-hmm. Matthew 25. Oh, where, my, perfect. Where we can, we can really, you know, as you said, every, every child is baby Jesus. So what a great, right. what a great gift, what a great gift to the, to the child Jesus, especially, especially as we enter into Advent and Christmas time, uh, to do that, to yeah. share some of what we have. I, I just have a short story. Sure. Um, There's a number of years. Well, every year, our whole Madonna house in the back gets transformed into Santa's workshop. That's why I'm praying we can do it again this year. But there was a woman I know. She was up there in years, and she came into Madonna house, and she says, you know, I feel so badly. You know, Christmas is becoming so materialistic, and, and I'm just so sad. I said, Grace, I want to show you something. So I took her back into Madonna house. And it's like Santa's workshop, Winter Wonderland. Oh. And I said, do you see these toys? Do you see all these gifts? Every single one of them is donated by someone who truly cares about someone else. Mm-hmm. And she was so moved that she started crying. She mm-hmm. says, you've made my Christmas. Ah, <laughs> so there you go. It's the truth. Every, you know, the gifts we get are from other people. And believe me, doing this work with Madonna House for all these years, I have met the most wonderful, truly caring people mm, who sure. do want to help. I'm sure. And that brings up another point because we're talking about the immediate needs, but you operate year-round too. So um, throughout the year, you ask for donations of these of supplies, basically, like you said, diapers especially, but other things you need throughout oh, the yeah. year. Yeah, we always need diapers especially mm-hmm. and baby wipes. And, baby and underwear for children. Mm-hmm. Underwear. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that's that's good to know. So again, friends, we've been talking with Rebecca Blonsky. She's the founder and director of Madonna House in Neptune, New Jersey. Their web address is themadonnahouse.com. 
You can go check out the website, get the physical street address, and uh, do some shopping uh, for children between the ages of 2 and 12. Have it sent to the Madonna House, uh, and especially if you can get it there before the 14th of December, that would be a big help to Rebecca and the good people over there to get these gifts distributed. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to mention sure. one thing. Mm-hmm. We have no paid staff. Everyone is a volunteer. I don't receive an income. Mm-hmm. So was, this yeah. work is done out of pure love of God. I had a feeling it was something like that because this <laughs> you are truly doing God's work. And those people who are there helping you, um, I'm sure they get more out of it than the families that you're serving. Oh, absolutely. So we couldn't have sustained all these years. That's <laughs> right. We, That's right. You know, but so um, we're, we're very grateful to everyone, truly. And thank you for allowing me to be in your radio program. Well, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy we were we were introduced, uh, Rebecca. It's good to know you're there. And anything that we could ever do for you in getting the word out Please about stay your in needs, touch. let us yeah. know. We're happy to let people know what your needs are, especially since you're right here in our listening area. So yes. uh, it's important oh. to us. So God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, hope you see a whole influx of of, uh, presents coming your way over the (laughs) next few weeks from the Domestic Church Media family. Thank you so much. God bless you, Rebecca. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And friends, you stay where you are. We'll be right back with more Don't Go Away. Wonderful story. Rebecca Blonsky, themadonnahouse.com is their web address. Check it out. We'll be right back. What have you done for your marriage today? While you're thinking, here's what other people had to say. Uh, my husband and my daughter and I went for a walk together. Well, and it's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. I called my wife on the phone and I told her, Sue, I love you. And I met it. I flirted with my husband like when we first got married. I have carried my wife's purse. What I have done for my marriage today is give my wife a break, take the kids out, have a good time so she can just relax. Hmm. I know I didn't fight. (laughs) What have I done for my marriage today? Wow. I don't know. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. I read the newspaper to my wife and it cracked her up. And what have I done? I'm actually giving my wife the rest of the day off from me. She's going to visit with her girlfriend. What have you done for your marriage today? Try something new to make yours great. For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. One year after I graduated Catholic High School, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ who gave the authority to Peter and it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. All right. So again, that web address is uh, themadonnahouse.com. And you can get the address. And, uh, you know, if, if you um, you mentioned thegoodshop.com, right. you can select Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity and buy your toys there and have them sent to uh, mm. the Madonna House. And we get, 
our percentage of, uh, of the donation. But also if you go to smile.amazon.com and shop on Amazon, it's smile.amazon.com and select Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity and shop on Amazon, we get a percentage back quarterly. We get a nice right. little check every quarter. And the thing is, it doesn't cost you, the consumer, right. it doesn't cost you anything more. And I just explored goodshop.com. They list all your major retailers. Mm-hmm. And on there, they're already saying, well, 15% off. I mean, now people are just right. hungering for sales. Right. So there's all sorts of coupons available. You get a break. Mm-hmm. The gift goes to Rebecca at the Madonna House. And then because we're a charitable organization, Good Shop or Amazon gives a little we few get a cents little, over a here. We kick back on that too. Helps yeah. us. Everybody wins. So, but and anyway, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there's just, it, it, and it's so easy these days. You know, it used to be the old days before online shopping. You had to go to the store. You had to wrap. Mm-hmm. You had to bring in something. This way, you can just sit in your living room, oh order it, and have it sent to right. to uh, Rebecca and and the Madonna House. Um, and what a great way to live, as I said, to live uh, this Sunday's gospel, Matthew 25. You know, when I was a little child and I needed a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. you got me one. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think also, you know, we don't really think enough about it. But, you know, you and I, especially we had Charlotte's birthday, our granddaughter's fourth birthday was this past week. And we're going to give her her gifts tomorrow. And we're thinking about Christmas with the kids and what we're going to get them. Yeah. You know, we all do that, which is great, and we're able to do that, thanks be to God, uh, that we also are able to also give to other children. Right. You know, so. Right. And we don't see it, you know, in our walk where we travel and journey, and we don't go to a lot of places or do a lot of traveling, we don't, don't see Don't have it. any friends, you know. You know, we have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, unless you pass through the heart of maybe poorer towns or cities or like she said she went to Mexico and she couldn't believe or no 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 it wasn't Mexico it was um El Paso Texas couldn't believe you know the poor um, I the reason I asked if when she said 3000 in Monmouth and Ocean County alone it's, it's hard for me to believe that there are that many people in that much need mm. In those two counties in New Jersey well, I mean it just it it's it, you know just we're unaware yeah, but um, you know we don't see it, so we kind of forget a little right, bit. Right, right. So again, I would we would highly encourage. I'm I'm happy I was made the connection yesterday. Uh, someone called me and asked right. me if I and I didn't know anything about Madonna House. Right, so. right. Um, anyway, so you know what it makes me think of? We had a friend, and they were on uh, Allegheny Avenue in Philadelphia yeah, before right. the city, yeah. and it was the same thing. Somebody gave them a building, right. and the lower floor was like a storefront, a thrift store, and they took in donations and made sure everything was very Mary's clean. Mary's Nest, wasn't it? Called, they call it Mary's Nest? Mary's Nest. Yeah. And then they started converting upstairs rooms for unwed mothers That's to right. stay and just help them through their transition. Right, well, look at our friend... Uh, Oh, over Chris. in no Santino, Santino oh, over right. in Shrewsbury, who had that building. That's right. And it had a crisis same. pregnancy. We were upstairs mm-hmm. at the radio station. Mm-hmm. And he was downstairs at the crisis pregnancy center next would... next to Planned Parenthood. Yes. So the Lord, you know, when He asks you to do something, you got to say yes. And so Rebecca certainly has answered that call for thirty. What you say, thirty-four years? Yeah. God bless her and all the good people there. But um, so themadonnahouse.com, check it out. Our time is up. Uh, We do hope and pray you have a blessed weekend. And again, we will not be here next Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to put on two hours of Christmas music, real Christmas music, that sings of the true meaning of the season. And then the following Friday is our Radiothon, so we won't be here then either with this program. Uh, So we'll be back with Friday Live on December 11th, I believe. Um, I'll be with you again on Tuesday, God willing. Uh, But 
have a great, great rest of your day. and a Enjoy cool... your uh, turkey sandwiches. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. God bless Bye. you. Bye.